0: The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. Today on the Rebel Leadership Podcast, we're talking to Ian Russell. We discuss the benefits of solving problems upstream, tackling things at the root cause, and making sure we don't spin our wheels playing problem-solving whack-a-mole. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. So the other day, we played a podcast recording at the senior leadership team, and it was about solving problems upstream. And essentially, the story goes, I'm paraphrasing, it was actually from Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast, and he was interviewing this guy called Dan Sheath. And he was describing this story about a stream, and there were two little kids playing at the bottom of the stream, and their parents had set up a picnic. And there's all these dead fish floating ashore. And the kids are scooping them out and, and touching these dead fish, and they're throwing them over their shoulder. And the dad runs over, and he's like, what are you guys doing? They're like, Dad, help me get a net. Pull these dead fish out. There's all these dead fish like swimming down the river. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to fish. And so the dad quietly walks upstream, and he looks, and a couple... 100 yards away was his other son, and he's taking the BB gun and he's shooting the fish. And it was just such a perfect story of solving problems upstream. And when you think about that at an organization, it's not always everybody's first instinct. What are your thoughts on solving problems upstream?
1: So when you see a problem downstream, of course, your first instinct is to Fix the problem where you see it. Fix it. Right. Like the two boys in that story, you know, oh, you see a bunch of dead fish in the river, pull the dead fish out of the river. What ends up happening when you solve a problem that way or try to solve a problem that way is number one, you're not actually solving the problem. You're treating the symptoms, right? But not resolving the underlying cause. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's just a lot more work. Yeah. You know, how much effort is it for the dad to take the BB gun out of the kid's hand versus pull a dozen dead fish out of the river?
0: Right. But that instinct doesn't exist in everybody. No.
1: I I would argue it's not really an instinct in anybody, it's something that has to be learned and has to be developed. Uh, You have to create the right kind of instinct or the right Mm -hmm. kind of insight to look for that problem at the source instead of right in front of your face where you see it.
0: So you think it's something that can be coached? Absolutely. How do, you, how do you even go about doing that as a leader?
1: So the first step to solving a problem upstream is to recognize that you have a problem upstream. Yeah. And the way to do that, I think, is to have clear expectations at each step in your process. So when you know what to expect, you can immediately see when there's a red flag about a problem that shouldn't be there, Hmm. right? A river where there's a bunch of dead fish shouldn't be there. Shouldn't
0: be there, yeah.
1: One or two? Sure. Yeah. You know, Um, let let me give you a concrete example, right? If we're about to launch a website and I'm doing the final check on the website to see if it's ready to go. I have an expectation that I'll see a small number of fixable problems, right? Sure. couple typos, you know, a couple broken links, update the Facebook thing in the footer to go to their new Facebook page, done, right? Yep. If I see multiple typos on every single page, that shouldn't have gotten to that stage, right? If I see... Or just
0: flat out wrong content. Was flat populated. out wrong
1: content, missing yeah. pages, missing functionality, like I have an expectation when I get to that step in the process that the website is 98% done and I'm just fixing the 2% of things that are left, right? So if I see something that's not meeting my expectation, I know that there's an upstream problem of some sort. Hmm.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah, because I think speed also goes into this, Yep. right? So it's a lot faster to solve the problem in the short term. And it's a lot harder in some cases to pause during our crazy chaotic days where you're getting pinged from a million different sources from Slack to email, to your phone, to social media, all over the place. People are pinging you, solve this problem, solve this problem, solve this problem. And so your instinct is solve this problem, Yeah. right? Instead of like, you're actually not solving the problem, like to your point, if you just had a moment to breathe and said, let me think about this for a second. I saw this problem arise over here and then again over here and in this completely unrelated situation over here. Maybe there is an upstream problem Mm -hmm. that we need to solve.
1: Yeah, the the enemy of this is the urgency of it, Mm. right? Especially if you're close to the completion of a project and you're under pressure to hit a deadline, then the thing that's staring you in the face is I need to fix it as it is right now so that I can hit my deadline. What you do have to do, Right. Depending on the situation. But it is important, if not as obviously urgent, to then go back in the process and say, "Okay, where did this go wrong? Where did this go off track? Where did it go off the rails? And how do we prevent that from happening next time? Uh, because it could be indicative of a bigger problem in your process. You know, maybe somebody wasn't looped in when they needed to be. Sure. Or something wasn't checked at an earlier stage when it needed to be that caused a much larger problem downstream.
0: Sure. And it's also similar to what happens in the medical field, right? Yep. You, you yourself as a patient go to your doctor with a bunch of symptoms. You're not asking for them to say, hey, I have a headache. I have a headache plus this other thing plus this other thing. They're not just going to give you Tylenol for that one symptom and Pepto-Bismol for the other. Yep. You know, you want them to understand the connections between all of those symptoms and what is the what is going on? What is yeah. the root cause? Um, that's another another way to describe this. Solving problems upstream may not make sense to everybody, but what's the root cause? We <laughs> there's this term that I've been using lately um, applying to business which is problem whack-a-mole. Mhm. mm and in some days you just feel like that's all you're doing is problem whack-a-mole. You hit it over here, it pops up over here, you hit it over there, it pops up in front of you. What's been your experience with with that piece of it?
1: Yeah, it's it it is such a diagnostic issue, you know, and it, it to me it's it is those patterns, right? If I see the same error when I'm, you know, editing a piece of writing, for example, if I see the same error pop up over and over and over again, right? once could have been a mistake twice could have been a mistake three times is a pattern you know and at that point I need to go back with the person who wrote the document in the first place and say hey do we have a disconnect here on what the style is or what the process is to edit your work as you're writing it like Mm -hmm. what's going on here and how can we solve it you know there's there's an accountability aspect to it as well right is whose responsibility is this and it's not it's not blame shifting it's not finger pointing it's collaboratively working together to improve processes at the point where something is going wrong so that it goes right the next time
0: yeah that's a fascinating point because i would argue it's everybody's responsibility Mm -hmm. so if it's not a finger pointing thing i think that's part of this problem is that everybody's saying well that's not my responsibility and it's it's the common who's on first yep. mentality, right? But if you're feeling like there's this thing that pops up on your to-do list every single day, day in, day out, day in, day out, and it's the same problem that you're solving for one client over here, an operations thing over here, a project-based thing over here, that that it's it's your responsibility in any organization, no matter what your level, to be able to have a safe space and raise your hand and say, maybe there's some other solution to this that would save everybody all this time
1: yeah because it's so easy when the same problem pops up over and over and over again throughout your day I think in our careers we've all been in a place like this where that problem just becomes normalized where it's just like okay this is something I deal with every day you know that's why sometimes it's helpful to have an outside perspective if it's a new person joining the organization or a consultant who comes in to look at that process and just kind of scratch their head and say wait why is this this way? That doesn't make any sense. It makes sense to the people who are used to it, but it doesn't make sense objectively.
0: Yeah, and you know the most powerful leaders that, that I look up to are the ones who ask the most basic questions. Yep. And they're the the questions that smack you right in the face of, they're the ones that say like, why didn't I ask that question earlier? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I see that question? Because you get so caught up in that urgency, like you were talking about. Yep. And you get so caught up in the problem-solving speed and the whack-a-mole that you you cannot see those plain and simple things right in front of your face that would actually allow you to save all that time in the future. And I think that's what leaders can do for the organizations is just be the ones to ask those questions and start inspiring people to get in the yep. habit of looking at it that way. Because this is a behavior change.
1: Yeah and and part of what the leader can do also is really track and assess and help people understand the consequences of what happens when you don't make those changes Hmm. because the kinds of problems that lead to bigger downstream issues oftentimes seem small and inconsequential for the person who's in the middle of the process but the leader can take that kind of higher level view and say look we spent 10 hours fixing this when we could have spent one hour doing it right the first time, Mm. you know, and that creates kind of the internal uh, oomph that you need to really affect organizational change is get everybody to see the value of it because it is hard to break out of habits and establish better ones. Yeah,
0: it really is. Uh,
1: You you need to have motivation to do it. You need to have buy-in from stakeholders in your organization to make it happen Uh, and, making the value of it more concrete rather than just we need to make this process better. Nobody cares, right? That's a yeah, that's right. such an abstract thing, but it's we need to save a bunch of time and effort here and thus we need to make a change here. That's something that people will buy into if you make it more concrete for them.
0: One tactical thing that I've seen work um, from that higher level of purview is getting teams to talk to each other. Mm. So a lot of times you just feel like you're just solving these problems and they're really only existing in your world. So there's no upstream problem to solve. Yep. But then the second teams start sharing with each other, like, wait, I have that same problem. Wait, wait, wait a second. I have that same problem too. And you start to realize it is a bigger picture just by sharing those real stories yep. and being a little bit authentic and vulnerable in your role to say like, Hey, this is a problem that constantly persists. Um, that's how, Team leaders can also, and mm-hmm. and people on those teams, can see that this is a bigger problem worth solving.
1: Yeah, you got to get out of that assembly line mindset where everybody is just focused on their one step in the process and make it a more collaborative effort across teams and across people who are involved at different stages, uh, both because they may see the same problem at different stages and because what seems like a small problem at one stage turns into a bigger one at the other stage, and mm-hmm. the people at the first stage... Need need to hear that from the other team in order to understand.
0: Yeah, and be open-minded yeah. to hearing it because it might critique something that you yourself have rolled out. Yep. You know, and be, being okay with being wrong because a lot of us make decisions. I mean, everybody makes decisions, not with a crystal ball, but based on the information you have available yep. to you at that time. And it makes complete sense. And you roll it out and it has unintended consequences, both good and bad. And so being willing to take Take that feedback in is yeah. also part of this from a leadership perspective because those people on the teams may feel nervous to share that there is a problem upstream to be solved. Yeah, if you don't make yourself willing to hear that,
1: yeah, absolutely. You, you have to create that culture of humility and accountability. You know, and and people at every stage in the process, and it starts from the from leadership and then flows down. Uh, need to make it very clear that it's not about them. It's not about their own ego. It's not about um, I'm right, you're wrong. It's about this is what's best for the organization, and this is what's best for the team as a whole. And, you know, those kinds of individual ego-motivated concerns evaporate when you have the right mindset across your team. And, of course, it's never going to be perfect, right? We're all humans. Um, We all get territorial at times. Mm -hmm but you need to have the right positive culture to work through those issues as you go.
0: What would you say to leaders out there as like a call to action about solving problems upstream?
1: Be mindful is the big thing. You know, Really be thoughtful about everything you're doing and everything every member of your team is doing. Uh, the The enemy of solving problems in a more efficient way is when you're doing things just to do them. Right. When you're just going down a checklist without any thought about what the purpose Right. When you're acting as a robot. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so get out of that robotic mindset and be a human, you know, be a thoughtful person about every step and you're going to get those insights that need.